In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. That's right. In the lab time, Drew Doherty, John Harris, chit-chatting away. And John, it's great to see you as always. And while we shoot this, I'm looking into the camera, and in my office behind the camera is a TV. Mm-hmm. And you know me. I enjoy soccer from time to time. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not going to pretend I'm like the biggest fan <laughs> and know everything. I don't. I don't. Yeah. But I love me some Euros, which mm-hmm. is going on right now. I love me the, the World Cup. Yep. Uh, so in June, around the office, every two years here, it's been fun. Go, going back to 2010 when the World Cup was going on, and USA uh, went pretty deep. But I love soccer. I think you like soccer to a degree, right? You know, it's interesting. When I was first in in coaching, my best player, one of my favorite players I ever coached, he's got to be a great friend. I mean, he's like my little brother in some sense. He was my star tailback and linebacker, secondary, like whatever I needed him to be. I mean, he was just a phenomenal player. But he was also a great soccer player. And I used to, I mean, I used to just give him the business about soccer because he would come practice with us for two hours and 15 minutes or so, get in a car. His dad would take him across Jacksonville and then he'd go play club soccer that night. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't understand how he could do it. The shape he must have been in, not to interrupt, but the shape he must have been in to do that. It was incredible. It was unbelievable. And I just finally got to the point where I was like, I just looked at him and said, because if I pushed him, he probably would have gone soccer because he ended up playing at Furman for a team. He was the captain for a team that ended up at one point third in the country. Yeah, they're always and, good at soccer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Clint Dempsey played there. Clint Dempsey was a junior senior when uh, – no, Dempsey was a young guy when Andy was a, was a senior. Hmm. So they had they had some players there. And so he was a great soccer But I used to just rip him about soccer. And back then, couldn't have cared less. Could not have cared less about soccer. but. As you are on Twitter, you start seeing, you know, people talking about Premier League. You know, like, what is this Premier League? Like, what is going on? And then trying to figure out, like, what are they talking about in late May with, like, I thought Premier League was over. Why are they talking about this Liverpool comeback? Like, what's going on? Like, I couldn't figure out Champions League or any of that. So then I watched a documentary on Manchester City, uh, All or Nothing. They do the NFL one. I said, you know what? I'm going to watch a soccer one. I'm going to give it an episode and see if I like it. I fell in love with it within five minutes. Manchester City became my team. I love Pep Guardiola. Then I started paying more attention to Premier League. And then I figured out the whole Champions League thing. So I've become a much, much bigger soccer fan. Like I I texted Andy. I tell you, his name's Andy. I texted Andy and I said, can you believe that your old coach is sitting down and watching every single second of the Champions League final he texted back just laughing like times have changed. So, yeah, I, I could sit down and watch uh, Premier League, Champions League, Europa. I mean, Euros. I mean, it's I could watch it all now, whereas before, you know, and I, I know players like I just had a conversation with our intern, Alex, a little while ago. We were talking about we we're talking about Man City and talking about uh, the English, the English national team, because Raheem Sterling plays for Manchester City and he's playing for the English national team. And I'm saying, okay, well, who wasn't playing? Who was injured? He's, oh, Trent, uh, Trent Arnold Alexander, Alexander Arnold. 
And I'm like, oh man, he didn't have a great year. Like I could actually have a conversation about soccer. <laughs> you knew too, your which stuff when that. That's yeah. Funny. So yeah, you, you know, and you and you and Vandermeer went to a game when when the Texans oh, were in London. We so did. That, was, that, was, a that was a blast. That was that was um the that Tottenham? was Champion League. Yeah, that was ta- uh, no, that was uh, Fulham. Fulham. They they had been relegated down, but that year we saw so we saw them in November. And they got beat. It was so funny because they got beat. And so we were wearing Texans gear. And so people would see us and they would apologize. Like fans, leaving them, they, would, they apologized to us like, oh, we're sorry. You had to watch that nonsense. They got beat 3 not 3 nil, 3 nothing, And they went on and won the tournament at the end of the year, basically, to move up to Premier League. And they spent huh. this year in the Premier League. Unfortunately, they're going to get relegated back down to champion, uh, championship division uh, for this next year. But – uh, that's Shad Khan's team, and so we. It was it was awesome. I mean, it was cold. It was raining. We were sitting in a box like you would expect Mark and I to sit, and we had a we had a blast. I mean, we had a blast. And I was like, I so totally want to come back for Liverpool, Manchester, you know, something like that. Premier League final, World Cup, and hopefully we'll have World Cup in our building uh, in a few years. I've got to where I love Premier League soccer. I follow some of the international soccer in other areas, you know, League One. Uh, La Liga, et cetera. So, yeah, I've really kind of turned a corner as it pertains to soccer. Yeah, I studied in Madrid in 1998, and that team in Real Madrid that year, they went on to win the Champions League. It's the first time yeah. they've won it since the 60s. Plus, Atletico Madrid, they yeah. had this guy named Christian Vieri who led the league in scoring. He had like 30 goals on us. He was, he was pouring them in. So I was there a real fun time, and that got me hooked on soccer. To a, yeah. to a larger extent than I had been before. But why are these two bozos yammering on about soccer? <laughs> they, they work for the Houston Texans. Well, the Texans have a safety named Justin Reed. He's one of the more notable names on the roster right now and had a promising start to his career. Like everybody else on this team last season, saw his share of struggles. Uh, but he's invigorated. He's excited. He's pumped for next year. He also has a great soccer background and he played it all the way up, I think in high school. And when we were at the Greenbrier a few years ago, he was screwing around with a soccer ball and juggling it and <laughs> dribbling it. He's really good at it. So I thought, let's talk about this guy. Cause I kind of think he's in line to certainly play better than last year and really excel. It looks like this defense is something, you know, he can really excel in because there's a lot of stuff working in his favor a just simply it's he had a bad year last year you can improve b his safeties coach greg jackson is a guy who coached his big brother eric reed and jackson had some really interesting things to say last week when he met with the media said uh you know justin reminds him a lot of eric in the way he processes information stuff he said justin's a lot faster though as far as speed on the field and Eric is kind of an old school safety, whereas Justin is a new school hybrid type of safety. And he thinks, uh, you know, he thinks Justin can, can do great, great things as far as a leader in this defense. And Justin has been very upfront, you know, and talking about Lovey Smith's defense, you know, Hey, it's going to give us a chance to make plays, to get turnovers. And, you know, I can't wait to see what happens. And I knew you were the perfect guy to talk to about this because you played the position we both have a good relationship with Justin and I cannot wait to see what he can do because you know, you know, last year is not representative of who he is as a player. Probably. I think, you know, this team would probably say it's not representative of who they are as a team, but you know, 
he's aiming and after some bigger and better things in 2021, John. No doubt. And it's interesting you bring up soccer because if, if parents came to me and said, look, we'd like our, we'd like our kid to be a football player down the road. How should we do it? I would tell them, go play flag football all the way through maybe, maybe junior high. Maybe, maybe you know, at least seventh grade. And if you have a good junior high football team, that's when you start playing tackle. That's fine. But play flag football and play soccer. Because flag football is going to get you to a spot where you I, – I, I played flag football after I played tackle football. And I bring all this up, especially at the safety position, because I thought playing flag football was way harder than playing tackle football. Where I had to be to be able to make a tackle, athletically, the position I had to be in to pull a flag, the hand-eye coordination to track the hip where the flag was, mm -hmm. was so incredibly hard. And I think that's – playing flag football is massive. You do it as a young kid, I think it helps you. I think playing soccer is massive. The feet, the dexterity, one-on-one -on -one abilities to match and mirror, especially playing defensive back. I think those two sports – I mean, first of all, play as many sports as you can. But I think soccer and flag football will really help guys playing safety now. Oh, but wait, safety, you got to come up and hit and do all that. Look, you can – that's something that you can acquire, you can learn, and it really just becomes, you know, kind of guts. Like, do you want to become a physical hitter, et cetera? But the feet, being in position, hip movement, all that kind of stuff, I think you learn it without a doubt in soccer and flag football. Then start picking up tackle football once you get into seventh, eighth grade uh, and beyond. For Justin, I think it's really paid off because over the years, he's understood how he can be a, a box guy when he has to move down in the box, play the run, how he fits in the run uh, scheme. It's going to be interesting now with the change in scheme, how that changes. But you also, you, you also know, if you're Lovey Smith, hey, this guy's done it before. He's gone down in that box. He's taken on, you know, fullbacks, H-backs, tight ends, uh, and played off of them to go make tackles. I think if there's anything from last year that really stood out to me, and it wasn't just Justin, but I thought across the board, I thought our tackling stunk. And that's one thing that's really got to get better. But that isn't just – going out and hitting a bunch of trees and, oh, I've got to hit the big heavy bag. No, it's, it really is about feet. It's about intelligence. It's about reading and deciphering plays and blocking schemes. It's all those kind of things. And then it's just finishing the tackle. And the finish is maybe the hardest part. And a lot of that can come that, – that comes kind of from flag football, the finish. Um, and there were a lot of times guys didn't finish tackles. And I know Justin will tell you uh, because he was kind of raked over the coals for it. Uh, against Cleveland last year, the run of, of Nick Chubb down the sideline that essentially ended that game. He really took that to heart. Like he had made that mistake. Look, he could have made the tackle. Sure. Uh, and everybody misses one. There's no doubt. Yeah, there, were, there was a lot of non-help along the way, if you will, um, that particular day and a lot of days against the run. But because Justin has such great feet, he has the ability to cover. He has the ability to cover tight ends. He has the ability to cover uh, guys in the slot. I'm curious to see how this scheme manifests itself for safeties because, uh, you know, if Coach Smith decides that, you know, we want to stay with our seven 
you know, seven man front or four down and three linebackers, you know, safeties may not be as involved um, in, in run defense. So they can focus a little bit more on mat on pass coverage. They will truly be secondary contained. There'll be some opportunities when you get to nickel and dime where you have to be primary contained uh, as a safety or as a star, um, the nickel basically. So Justin's a guy that can do all of that. I think the biggest thing, and we know that Justin has every physical tool. We know mentally he's as sharp as it gets. We know from a leadership standpoint, guys uh, follow him. We've seen all that before. But last year, I don't know that that crew on that side of the ball was really uh, ready, able, and willing to do all of that across the board. That's going to put, obviously, some more onus on, on Justin to be able to get that out of guys this year. But I think there are enough vets that have been around that are going to be able to foster that across the board. Like, hey, you should be listening to him. Hey, young dude, that's a guy you should listen to. Look how successful he's been. Um, I think Justin having a better year, and obviously everybody said, well, it's contract year and whatever. Yeah, like I, I get all that. I, I get that. I've never been struck by Justin Reed that he is motivated other by anything other than the team success and how much better he improves as a player every single day, every single minute. That's to me what drives him. And oh, by the way, yeah, the results are he's a really good player and he's going to get paid. To me, he is more concerned about how does he take care of his body? How does he make himself better for the team? How does he make himself a better player that can help the team get wins, et cetera? So um, that to me is what uh, I, I love about Justin. But one final thing about that thing at Cleveland, I love the edge that he has. He plays with an edge. Like there's like there's this idea – nah, that's the right way of saying this. Not an idea – there, his thought is he's the baddest mofo on that field. And I like that. I like that. Now, he's not going to tell you that, but you can see in the way he plays. You can see in the way he carries himself. He's the baddest man on that field. Mm -hmm. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And if that permeates the entire defense, then rock on. But I think one thing that I, I, I heard um, Coach Jackson say, and I can't remember if he said this about Lonnie or Justin, but – Justin was asked to do a lot the first three years. I mean, a lot. Move now he here, doesn't have move to there. Think as much. Yeah, right. He says and, like this. This is a much simpler defense in that regard. Which and and from that perspective, Drew, we all know. Like as soon as you have down, I mean, how many TV shows have you done? I mean, you could do a TV show in your sleep, man, because you've done it so often, and and throughout that time, you have learned how the little, you know, the nuanced things to make you, you know, the best TV reporter, the best TV host there is like, you've learned all that. I think Justin has done it at safety, but he's asked to do so much. If now he can just focus on being a true safety, I think that is going to make him an even more effective piece. And then once you get to the sub package stuff, then you can figure out what his role uh, is, is clearly going to be in. Maybe you find one kind of like, you know, Anthony Weaver found last year with Justin. I remember the game after the Browns game was the Patriots game. And he was phenomenal in yeah. that game because he blitzed a little. He dropped in coverage a little. I mean, he did a little bit of everything in that game. And it really, it really showed and it really uh, paid off. And that's the Justin Reed. Hopefully we're going to be able to see for 17 games plus this year. Awesome. All right. That wraps it up. John, 
always good talking with you. I can't wait to see what Justin Reed does. We've still got uh, July 15th, August 15th. So about three months away, less than three months away before the first regular season game of 2021. Sound good? Sounds great, man. Appreciate it.